Well, a while ago now, I started sharing my journey of anxiety. I began, um, actually, I just started listening to the first one I did, and I sounded very apprehensive about it. And I know why that is, um, but I've done three little podcasts on it. I try not to make them too long. I recognize that if we have short little podcasts to listen to that we can identify with, they can be a great resource and a great comfort and a great help to us. Um, My struggle is that I am a fan of talking and I can get a little carried away and go on for way too long. But it's been a while since I've done a episode, I guess, and so this is number four. But I've been quite prompted to do it because of my own uh, struggling, we'll call it. And it had me thinking this morning while I was out walking the dog about what anxiety was like for me and the difference between when I struggle now and when I um, struggled during the time of being quite captive to anxiety. So the point is that we always struggle, but there's a huge, we always have struggles. Life throws things unexpectedly at us. And we just, I mean, we just do life with people and um, circumstances and employers and husbands and wives and children and a community and so there's and we have a physical body that becomes unwell and so it's safe to say that all of us will experience trials at some time and I have been so impacted just in just recently as I've faced a few challenges the difference between facing and walking through those now compared to when I had that underlying anxiety condition and so my heart has always been to share my story just with the hope that anyone out there who is listening to it might find something within it that gives just as a small glimmer of hope or something to hold on to or something different to ponder like a different perspective to ponder on perhaps um, an experience of anxiety that you might be going through or even the way we think about and view others who are experiencing mental health conditions and so that's where we're at we're at today where I'm going to just talk a little bit about what it was like for me when I discovered that I had anxiety and I'm going to put that around the context of what it's like now struggling without it because they really do intertwine together and so I want you to know that you are welcome to um turn this off now. (laughs) Maybe my voice is just not one you want to listen to for the next 10 minutes, Um, but you are invited otherwise just to relax, maybe find yourself within my story. Um, take Take a moment to breathe, pause the podcast, make a cup of tea, create some space just to take courage and be brave and turn and face some of what might be happening in your internal world, keeping you captive and tied up and in a space that's very heavy and very dark. And it, it may just, it may be too much to even go there because it seems so um, frightening to look sometimes at what's happening within us. But I can assure you that there is a way to live freely and lightly and there is a way to be free of anxiety Um, and there's a way to really 
embrace the suffering of it and find life within it which I know sounds crazy when you're in it but anyhow here we go so the last couple of weeks have been difficult and there's so many reasons for it and and I'm not even there's no one I can blame I don't even blame myself it's just been life and so I find some days it's it's just at the end of the day a list of things that felt like a continual battle and not they don't always feel like a battle and sometimes over night time I'm pondering how ridiculous it was that I battled so much with something where I could have chosen my battle but in the moment of course I'm just stepping through it and so anyhow last night I was on a zoom forum with some people that I have a conversation with about life and all sorts of things and I I guess if you ask the people in that group they would say I'm the leader they would point to me as the leader Um, and that's fine I like to just be a part of the group and invite discovery in the discussions we have and not so much lead it however um last night I was the person who was ugly crying and just unable to talk at some points because of I guess the culmination of just so many things that felt like they were sweeping over me like a whole lot of waves and <laughs> because it's zoom there's like this screen in front of you right and so you can't you can't even do it without kind of seeing your face back at you if you're in a room with people there's no screen right and you're sharing your heart you're not looking at yourself but I'm here to tell you if you're doing that on zoom you're actually getting a reflection of what you look like right back at you and uh that's that can be disconcerting to say the very least um what I also saw, apart from my very disturbing reflection, were the faces of the people uh, within that group. And one of the things during that time that impacted me so profoundly was that none of them, them spoke. And it was a very sacred moment in that I didn't feel like any of them needed to speak. I just saw them all looking at me and I heard so much more from their listening from their hearts than I did what I would have heard from their words now they went on to encourage me and that was lovely and kind and and I appreciated it and was all very wise counsel and very comforting but it was in the moments where I actually poured my heart out and sometimes during that I paused for a while because when you are emotionally distraught and sharing it, sometimes you get halfway through and you're not really sure what you're saying and none of it's making sense and you don't really know what to say next and it can become confusing. So (laughs) I was finding myself doing that last night. Um, But none of these people interrupted those spaces. They just let me sit in the expression of my pain. I didn't feel judged at all even though some of what I was saying made no sense. And a lot of what I was saying was, you know, confessions of my own selfishness and my own brokenness and my my pride and my agendas and my disappointment at other people and my expectations on other people and my expectations on myself. I mean, it was a pretty exposing moment. Um, 
but nobody interrupted that space. And I realised this morning when I was walking that the therapy in the moment was actually in that moment. I'm grateful for what people went on to say to encourage and comfort me. I'm I'm really grateful and it was it was so kind and very helpful. But it was the created space, it was this silence that allowed me to bring out what was in me to the out on the table and be just heard. I know that I've heard Carolyn Leaf say before when I went to listen to her um, in person she said that 700 trillion cells in the physical body begin their healing process when we're heard in a loving non-judgmental environment and I think that must be right now the difference between last night and me expressing that and when I had anxiety was that the anxiety would be the hindrance to me being able to do that because anxiety is, well, I think anyway, this is just my opinion, it is, has some pretty deep roots in fear. And when we're afraid of being judged and when we're afraid of being um, rejected and we're afraid of other people's responses because it increases the angst of the emotion that we're already feeling, the guilt and the shame and the fear and the confusion, it, it hinders us from being able to express or even have a a chance of getting out what we need to express because sometimes we don't even know what it is deep down in there until we get it out. And a lot of the time we don't actually need an answer. And I think that's one of the things that I'm passionate about as well is if someone shares their struggles, sometimes we just find it an awkward space because we don't know what to say and we don't want to let people down but sometimes it's creating the moment to allow that to happen without having any answers. In fact, for the most part, not ever having any hand, <laughs> not having any answers is the greatest part because it's in the environment of love where healing begins. And sometimes there just aren't any answers either. And that's what it was like for my friends last night. There just weren't any answers. When I realized that I had anxiety about, uh, you know, eight years ago now. Um, gee, eight years. Gosh, time flies. It was a very confusing time because, you know, when you're in something, you can't see it as clearly as other people on the outside. And actually with anxiety, we are so good at masking it and covering it up. For the most part, a lot of people on the outside don't even know either. And so when I began to awaken or see that something wasn't right, and perhaps it was this thing called anxiety that I had, honestly, if I'm being really honest, probably judged most people for, like, and had a a critical, I don't know, I just, I didn't know what it was, and I felt like it was a buzzword, and I felt like people would use it as an excuse. I know that's terrible if you have anxiety and you're listening to this today, I'm so sorry. But I know that you know there are people that give off that vibe when you share about it. But for me, recognising it meant that I had to face my own judgement. And <laughs> and that was really tough. I laugh about it, but it was really tough because, do you know, we can be our own biggest critic. And sometimes 
we are honestly just way too hard on ourselves and at the time I didn't feel like I had a space like I had last night I didn't have a space where I could bring out what was within me onto the table and experience just love without judgment I'm not saying that there wasn't any of those spaces around and I'm not saying that the people in my world at the time wouldn't have provided that space but the anxiety itself clouded me from even being able to identify what that space might look like and so as I began to accept and come to terms with the fact that I was suffering with anxiety the thing that began the healing journey was the courage it took to start speaking about it and testing out some spaces where I could do that. Now, some of them turned out not to be safe and that's life and that's okay. And I'm, I don't even have a problem with the fact that that was the case. And I don't uh, hold anything against those the people in those spaces either. Most often, the people in all spaces when we're sharing our pain are genuinely wanting to help us. They genuinely have a heart to make things better. It's just that sometimes things that are said make us feel worse, even though they come from a heart of trying to help. But as I continue to take one foot in front of the other and vulnerably share or try and share what was happening within me, I did begin to find some safe spaces and I did begin to be able to get out what was like a um, whole heap of knitting wool, all like bundles of it just all entangled together. I began to be able to pull each thread apart and then look at it for what it was because when it's tangled together in a big mess, it's just too much. But one thread at a time. Uh, seems to be a little bit easier to address and face and walk through. And so that's that's it really. That's all I want to say. So I can keep this not going on for too much longer than 15 minutes. I, I just want to say to anybody who is listening to this today that anxiety is a very, very dark, scary, confusing captive prison and my heart aches because I have said before on this forum that there was a time when I didn't even know that's what I had I just thought that was the way you lived life and that everyone else was coping with it and if I had a good day it was great and if I had a bad day I could be stronger the next day or it would get better Um, and so my heart really really is for anyone listening to this who is finding it just so overwhelming please know that you are not alone that there is safe spaces and um, that you probably are your biggest critic and if you took time to pause this and get yourself a cup of tea may you sit and just enjoy the joy that a cup of tea can bring the simplicity of a cup of tea and a moment to take a deep breath be really aware of uh, this moment and the good things that are in it despite how bleak it can seem so that's all from me you are welcome to reach out to me through 
the scattering wherever you're hearing at the scattering.com.au i think that's the website and um until next time that was part four